Angie Coombs, The Waterfall Journey. Episode 2, God's Story. We begin the waterfall journey by looking at the biblical context and we start with God's story. The Bible does not tell the whole of God's story. It is more the book of God's relationship with his people. We do not know a lot about God's story before the Bible began, but we do know God and it is his character that is the engine that drives the story. God's essence was then, as it is now, love. There was a heavenly kingdom characterized by the harmony flowing out from the Trinity and in it they enjoyed all the fullness and delight that relationships with the Father, Son and Holy Spirit bring. It was peopled by angelic beings. There was a hierarchy with angels and archangels. But in the first subplot of God's story, it was Lucifer, a favoured archangel, who led a rebellion, bringing discord to that realm. It was his pride and ambition which led him to want the power that he saw in the Godhead. As we learn in Isaiah chapter 14 and verses 12 to 14, How far you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn! You have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven, I will raise my throne above the stars of God, I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly, on the utmost heights of the sacred mountains. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. The contrast between Lucifer's five declarations of I will and the attitude of Jesus when tempted by the devil at the start of his ministry is stark. For example, in Luke chapter 4 and verses 5 to 8, Jesus will not encroach into the area of his father's authority. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Lucifer was driven by his own selfish ends, full of pride. He wanted position and power. Jesus had his mind set on the higher purposes of the Trinity. The rebellion in heaven led to a battle and the defeat and banishment of the rebels. Revelation 12 verses 7 to 9. And there was a war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down. 
that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. So Satan and his minions were now upon the earth, ejected from God's holy presence and determined to despoil all that God held dear. In the meantime, the second subplot of God's story takes center stage. Because God is love, and it is the nature of love that it has to be shared with others, a new plan was coming to fruition. As the Bible begins, God has created a world of order and beauty for a family bearing his own image, and he places them into a particular setting that will provide for them and bless them. Genesis is where the two subplots collide. Satan and the rebel angels, having been evicted from heaven, are roaming the earth, and God has placed his children Adam and Eve within the very specific boundaries of Eden. To them he now gives a commission to carry out on his behalf. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28 God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. The children of light were destined, when the race grew in numbers, to move out beyond the borders of Eden and to subdue the dark forces of Satan and the rest of the fallen angels that roamed the earth. However, there are always setbacks in stories and the devil engineered one for Adam and Eve. Satan wanted to spoil God's plans, and for the second time his strategy was to foment rebellion and dissatisfaction in others by causing Adam and Eve to doubt God's goodness. God had given his children free will, for he longed for them to choose to trust him, not that they should be required like robots to obey a protocol. So they disobeyed God's one prohibition, not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And sin came into the world, fracturing relationships and trust. This rebellion too ended with an expulsion, as Adam and Eve were put out of Eden, no longer able to remain in God's holy presence. God clothed them with skins and set a guard at the gate of Eden that they should not be tempted by the tree of life as eternal life in their fallen state would have been purgatory for all time. Now mankind, the devil and his minions all inhabit the earth together. The devil's aim was to distort the image of God in his children as the effects of living in a world of broken relationships with evil rampant destroyed the harmony and love of God's intention. Nevertheless, like all good stories, where there is jeopardy, there is a rescue. The Bible is the story of God's desire and plan to free his people. The rescue plan unfolds through the Old Testament times. God did not give up on mankind. He chose a nation through which he would work. He chose ordinary people touched by the Holy Spirit 
to move his purposes forward, to prepare the way for Jesus, the Son of God, who would pay the price to redeem the lost. It is the cross now cleansing by the blood of Jesus through the forgiveness of our sins that gives us the way back to enjoy the fullness of the relationship with the Father which was lost to us in the fall. Since Jesus won the victory over the devil on the cross, we have a choice about whom we choose to serve. We can choose to live under the Lordship of Christ or we live under the devil's bondage. As Christians living in the fallen world, we can be pulled in both directions. There can be no doubt that evil is escalating in the world and that the devil is active in promoting his world view where greed, envy, violence and hatred hold sway. However, I can choose where I stand to live my life. I choose to live under the authority of Jesus in the presence of the Father, where kingdom values rule, where I am aligned to the will and the purposes of God. For many Christians, they will sing and believe that Jesus is Lord on a Sunday morning, but by the afternoon, the pressures of life in the world have taken over. They sing of the majesty of God in their worship, but in the afternoon, they doubt whether he can aid them in their plans to survive. They know the character of God is about love and trust, but they're not sure it includes them or how to experience him in their own lives. As we move towards the end times, what we do makes a difference in kingdom terms as to when Jesus returns, because God has chosen to use mankind as the army to fight the last battle and to be the bride of Christ. Much has to happen to change the church into both a battle-ready force and a spotless bride before then. At present, much of the army of God is in sickbay, too wounded, tired or burnt out to bear arms and not knowing how to operate under the command of its general. How will we be ready? By each of us embarking on our own mortal journey into true discipleship, and as mature followers living in the freedom of all Jesus died to restore to us, and by following where he leads. The climax of God's story is the final overthrow and rout of the devil, after which every knee shall bow to the Lordship of Jesus. This heralds in the new heaven and new earth, where we will enjoy in its fullness, as God's children, the chapters yet to be revealed. Having this overview of God's story helps us see that what happens day by day in our lives has relevance. Each day we can be advancing God's purposes if we are journeying under Christ's direction. This is a cooperative venture between God and his children because he chooses for it to be so. The waterfall journey is significant for God's story because it's about how we respond to his invitation to be part of his higher purposes. What is your response? 
Will you accept God's invitation to bring your story into His? As individuals, our journey to restoration and growth into our full potential and gifting matters to the fulfilment of God's purposes. For us to play our full part in the story, we must know God's perspectives and be aligned with them. Fulfilling our purpose has a direct bearing on when the return of Jesus will take place and as we journey, our relationship to the Father will blossom into all it was intended to be.